nine minutes. My snooze button gives me nine minutes. Nine, nine minutes is not a snooze. 90 minutes. That's a snooze. Has, has anyone ever woken up from the nine minutes refreshed? I was exhausted nine minutes ago, but now, right as rain. <laughs> Thanks, Gary Gullman. Thanks for hitting the snooze button. Express, my name's Neil Headley. I was prepared to write off a literal lifelong battle with insomnia to just being a part of doing more than 30 years of morning television and radio. Well, when I dug a little deeper, it turned out there was a ton more to learn. So in this series, we try to help people fix their sleep by figuring out why mine is so horribly broken, and maybe we can stumble upon some answers together. Bit of a mea culpa here as we begin episode 14. If you're looking for high-intensity sleep science, you're not going to find it in this episode. What you are going to find is two of my all-time favorite actors talking about sleep, specifically in an episode of their television show called The Conversation that aired on December the 16th. 1997. In that episode of Mad About You, the main characters, Paul and Jamie Buckman, are agonizing over whether to let their newborn cry it out. And we get into detail on that here on the Snooze Button Express with Paul Reiser and Helen Hunt. One of the fans of your show, and it was she was a guest on my show, her name is Dr. Linnell Schneeberg. She is a pediatric sleep specialist. She's a professor at Yale. Uh, she runs the sleep program at Connecticut Children's Medical Center. And she and I were talking a couple of episodes of the podcast ago about the episode of Mad About You, and we both remember it like it happened yesterday. The episode where Paul and Jamie are curled up in the fetal position on the floor on the other yeah. side of the door while yeah. the baby is crying it out. Now, you yeah, that's my, my favorite episode. That's yeah, one of my one. And, and one of her favorites, too. Um, but you kind of sparked a national debate with that episode about the whole cry it out mentality and all that. Yeah. Did that go better in, in your world than it did in Paul and Jamie's world? Uh, no, I mean, there are people, you know, in real life, people. Some people ascribe to that particular thing, and many people don't. You know, there's there's no there's a thousand baby books, you know, and there's a thousand answers, and and so there's no one right way to do anything. So, um, but again, by the way, the, the very first time Helen and I met, and I was saying, well, here's the kind of show I wanted to do, and I was trying to assure her that it wasn't going to be, you know. Her nightmare would be like, okay, he's the funny comedian and she's the wife who has to just <laughs> suck it up when he makes a joke. I said, no, that's not going to be the show. This is a two-person thing. And um, from the beginning, and it was one of the first things we said, in addition to like things like the breakup, and I said, I, I want to do many, but certainly at least one show where it's one continuous take. And... Uh, I said, that's, that's just fun. It's like a play. It's like no camera cuts, no camera moves, one camera. And and so that was from the very beginning we wanted to do that. But we never found a story that was interesting enough to sustain that. It's like, well, you know, yeah, we're good. And we're good enough to, like, we can talk for 23 minutes and sit in bed. But it becomes indulgent. What are they talking about? You know, and when we stumbled on that one, okay, there's a show. So now you have a clock. There's an actual organic, you know, in terms of script, script structure, you go, okay, you have a clock, you have a baby, you have a, something at stake and you have to sit there. And so that was another thing we checked off, did it. We finally did the one shot show, which was the fun challenge of it. And the content was to me was almost secondary. It was a beautiful story, but to me, the fun of it was, Oh, we can't make a mistake. There's only one camera shooting and 
you, if you walk out of frame or you lean too far, we got to start over. So it was a really a high wire act, which was a lot of fun. But the story itself, uh, no, I, we didn't get a lot of feedback on that. I think people related to it. I mean, very strongly. People were like, oh, man, we did that. We went through that. And it's brutal. It's brutal when you hear your child cry. There you go. Paul Reiser from Mad About You, his co-star on the show, Helen Hunt. Coming up seconds from now, um, in a in a conversation that I had with her the very next day, we cover off a lot of the same information in this conversation as well. But it's fascinating to get her perspective on it as well. I start by asking her about Paul's reference to the initial conversation that the two of them had, the very first talk where they laid out the idea that this was not going to just be another show with the funny husband and the doting wife who thought that everything the husband said was hilarious. Well, when I met him, I had worked in television for a long time and was starting to get work in movies and at that time if you did television it was harder to get a movie not easier now now it helped um and i just started to make a few movies and then i and i knew his stand-up i loved it but i guess i just sort of assumed it would be the part of his wife you know um it'd be a story about him and then maybe his wife because so many pieces of writing were that and by the way so are that uh, when i go to the movies anyway and um, and instead, what landed on the door was a beautifully written script. Um, her part was every bit as interesting as his part. Um, it wasn't done with a big broad brush, like he's the neurotic one and she's the stable one. It seemed to go back and forth all the time. All those things were really fresh, and it suddenly didn't matter at all the size of the screen because, you know, terrific parts don't come along very often. It's, it just right right away seemed like a part I was very very right for and and then he and I got together after that and started talking about what we want the show to be and it 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 lined up perfectly from the very beginning and it still 150 years later lines up so that's a pretty rare thing thank God I was smart enough to say yes please um, because it's been you know obviously one of the great jobs of my whole career. Perhaps I think one of the great examples of how amazing the two of you are together from a fan's perspective, but Paul also confirmed this when he and I were chatting yesterday. We talked about, and this is another reason that especially in my current life where I talk about, you know, insomnia for 30 years uh, and and how important sleep is for people. Um, My all-time favorite episode of the show, the all-time favorite episode of uh, a, a pediatric sleep specialist at Yale uh, is her favorite episode in history is the one where you and Paul are sitting on the other side of Mabel's door agonizing over the weather let her cry herself to sleep um, yeah. talk to me about your recollections of, of the shooting and the making of that episode and the national debate kind of that it sparked after with people going either strongly for well you can't do that or strongly for yeah of course you can do that I think that debate was already raging. That's how we got the episode. But my best girlfriend um, at that time had a baby. I was um, the godmother, and they were struggling over what to do. And there was this idea that you let them cry, and that's how they learn to self-soothe. And there's another theory that says, don't be ridiculous, get in there. And um, we thought that seemed like exactly the kind of thing we like to write about. And I think there had always been an aspiration to do an episode that would be one shot. I mean, it's not just one take, it's one camera, one shot. And that, that just seemed like the perfect thing to do together. And um, 
and my dad directed it. Um, and thank God we had him because we got to work and I was, we're used to having, you know, 10, 15 people at the table read and scenes, you know, now we're going to work on the A scene with John Panko and Richard Kind. And this was just the two of us for 23 minutes and we felt really daunted and he broke it down into little parts and it was, and it was pretty wild to know that if at minute 21 you forgot your line, the whole thing goes in the trash, but it was the first take that we used and it was a very special thing for us. And it was about something. It was about something we knew people struggled with that we were both about to struggle with in our own lives. Um, so it was exciting. Thanks to Helen Hunt and Paul Reiser for being guests on this week's edition of the Snooze Button Express. If you go to our website, thesnoozebutton.com, you'll hear the full-length version of that conversation and also some color commentary from Dr. Linnell Schneeberg from Connecticut Children's Medical Center. Until we get together next week for another episode of the Snooze Button Express, my name's Neil Headley. Hey, get some sleep, would you? 